Um, okay. What? Cat? Who? Hello. <laughs> I've been watching Cat viciously drink that LaCroix for the past, like, ten minutes. Like, she Kat, can't stop. Uh, can you say the name of that LaCroix? How do you say it? Oh, the cucumber? <laughs> say it again? The, the cucumber? <laughs> the cucumber? You struck me down. <laughs> you destroyed us. Uh, you mean, is it a... A cucumber? Every time Kat says a new horrible word for cucumber, it's like in bleach. I get like a, a like a slice on me, and then ten minutes later, a blood comes out. Kat, can you read? Just read this for me, because this is how you first said it. It's blueberry cucumber. I'm fucking blueberry. It's gotten worse. Blueberry. Is it blackberry? No, it's blueberry cucumber. According to Kat. Yeah. Listen, Kat, Kat is crying. Die and die. Kat is, Kat is weeping. Yeah. Kat's killed herself tonight, <laughs> and she just proposes suicide pact. <laughs> I said, let's play some die and die. I know. <laughs> It's too beautiful and synthesized for me to to even imitate. We have a second intro right here. Hello, I'm Kat. I'm your DM, maybe. I am Noelle, and I'm concerned, and I play for I'm Sophia, and I am uh. Blueberry cucumber, <laughs> and blueberry cucumber plays like. <laughs> yep. Uh, I am Caitlin. I'm 20 months away, oh. and I play Corbin. Wait, you're 20 months away from what? <laughs> she shrugged. Last time, all right. You guys made your way into Torva's jaw and found that it is not some ancient ruin or a decrepit layer of evil. It is a fully functioning uh, base of war. So first, you rescued Corbin from his folly. And then after a terrifying brush with the god of conquerors himself, you donned some illusionary disguises and set about exploring the base. You found some information about maybe some of Torva's plans, and you impersonated cleaning staff in order to harass some of the commanders. Uh, You also discovered the locked door to Torva's study. While attempting to open it, created a distraction involving a bear, an eagle, and a harmless shower of sparks. However, you were not able to pick the lock on the door, and Laika was caught red-handed trying to pull a broken lock pick out of the lock. And that is where we are starting today. So here's the, the stuff. Mm-hmm. Fran has no more spells. Mm-hmm. Uh, barely any spells. Corbin is an ant. Mm-hmm. And Laika is in police custody. So the elven commander, he turns to the rest of the room. He says, take care of those animals. I found the intruder. Yes, Commander Selvius. And they begin facing down the bear. Meanwhile, he has a firm grip on your hand. And he says... You can come quietly, or we can do this the hard way. And I would personally enjoy the hard way much more, but I have a feeling you'd prefer to come quiet. What if I'm like, you're very handsome. You can try and seduce him, I guess, yeah? I got a 22. Okay. So what I'm going to say is, I don't know that I would prefer to go quietly. And I put a hand on his hand that's gripping my wrist. He looks down at you, and he... Takes a long moment to pause. And then he smiles a little and says, Fine then, let's do this the hard way. And he begins leading you away from that door. Mm. <laughs> Just what I hoped. <laughs> uh, 
What's Mary doing? Oh, Mary has just been standing frozen in place ever since all of this started. Uh, okay. she She's terrified. She has no idea what to do. She is now separated from both Fran, Laika, and also Corbin. She's been separated um, from everyone. I, so. I, I'm going to go back to Mary, <laughs> but I'm uh. still like, oh, God, the bear. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Commander Silvius barks, private. Uh, several young soldiers stand to attention as he shouts. Get me a set of dwarven manacles from the armory and get Commander Broncom. Have him make sure that lock isn't broken. So all of the soldiers who stood at attention when he shouted, they... I'll try and sort out which one of them is going to go do these things before they rush off in different directions. I'm going to follow the privates who are going to alert that other commander. Okay, and Mary sticks with you. Okay. Silvius is already walking, and he's dragging Laika by the wrist across the great hall and toward the barracks. He extends one hand as he walks, and an arc of lightning fires at the bear, and the bear will take 36 points of damage is what that bear takes. So as, so as the bear roars and fries in the middle of the hall and Commander Silvius is walking away from it, he shouts over his shoulder and somebody get that damn bird before it shits on everything. I hope it shits on everything. <laughs> <laughs> like a Commander Silvius takes you down the hallway past the soldiers barracks and that office and to his private quarters. Almost as soon as you two arrive there, a private arrives with a pair of dull gray manacles, which are fastened around your wrists. And the second that they are... Can I try and, like, while they're putting them on, kind of slate of hand, keep them a little loose? Uh, roll a slate of hand. All right. That's a nine. <laughs> N uh, you are not able to keep the manacles loose at all. You try and wriggle your wrists, but the private seems to be very good at manacling people. And uh, you are securely fastened with these gray irons and the second they touch your skin you feel cold and you feel drained and the light of Fenrir that has been with you ever since you took your oath immediately you can tell it's gone so I can't use magic is what you're saying you bet that's what I'm saying so Commander Silvius pulls the chair out from his desk and pushes you down onto the chair he leans down close to you and he says now tell me please are you here alone? The wards of Wavell are never truly alone, but yes, I'm here by myself. Roll deception. I'm going to use a luck point. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> I rolled four twice. So after you say that, Selvius looks at you, and he gives you this sort of, like he's amused sort of look. And then he puts one finger on your forehead and... You feel an incredible amount of pain. It rips through your mind like fire, and you take 10 psychic damage. Ow. Now let's try that again. Are you here alone? I am here alone, but I'm not here on behalf of Lavelle. I'm looking for the vessel of Vioni. Okay, I did better. Uh, that'll be 22. 17 plus 4 is 21. I just beat him. You just beat it. Okay. So he smiles and he nods. Says, now that's better. Isn't it a much more pleasant conversation when we tell the truth? And now we're going to switch over to Fran and the goddess. What are you guys doing? Mary and I are still walking with the privates, going to inform the commander about the door. Mm -hmm. And while we're walking... I, like, elbow one of them, and I'm like, did you see that weird lady? Like, she was trying to get into that door? The private that you elbowed shakes his head. I don't know what anyone would th be thinking if they're breaking in here. This place is impenetrable. Even if you got in further, it's not like you can get out. So true. <laughs> uh, so it, the other two privates, they head to the private quarters, and you hear, uh, as you pass by the door, as Lyca's screaming in pain. This, mm. this is during her, her first failure. So we know where she is. You know where she is. The goddess Mary, as you hear that, she grabs your hand, Fran, mm. um, and squeezes it very tightly. I squeeze her hand back <laughs> and wish I were dead. And um, <laughs> as I'm squeezing the goddess's hand and listening to Lyca's screams of pain, I, I say, 
I mean, the only person who has a key to that room is is uh, Commander. Oh, what's his name? Oh, <laughs> and I like turned to Mary and I'm like, go like uh, Sarah. Like I don't remember his name. You know, like the the Commander. You know, as you are saying this. The door swings open to the room that you had been standing in front of, mm-hmm. and the private that you had followed, he stands at attention. Commander Bronca, sir! Okay. <laughs> uh, and Bronca is still disheveled and still grumpy. What does he look like? Uh, he is a human man, and he is uh, roughly 5'11", stocky build, dark hair, scruffy, stubble. Uh, looks like maybe he needs to shave, but hasn't yet. He did get woken up in the middle of the night. Bronca is the one you woke up, uh, and he was just like, eh, fuck off, I'm sleeping. <laughs> so, what is it? What is all this racket, anyway? Uh, sir, the private says, <clears throat> Commander Silvius found an intruder and, uh, is requesting that you check the lock on, uh, on Lord Torva's door. Sir. <sighs> Gods, what am I, just fucking janitor here? Frickin'. I say, no, that's me. I'll come with you. Do you want me to do it for you? He <laughs> glares at you, and then he shuts the door. And he comes out a minute later, uh, tucking in his shirt. And he has a large ring of keys. Uh, and you notice immediately there is one key on here that is much smaller and shinier than the others. And he pushes past you guys. Do you follow him? Yes, I follow him, and um, I kind of, like, stay at his elbow, and I'm like, is there anything I can do for you, sir? Do you need a drink? Do you need just, like, a slap to wake up? I'm so sorry to wake you up twice in one night. I really didn't mean to. Bronco glares at you and says, if you want to do something for me, you can get the hell out of my way. Um, I step out of his way, but I keep following him. (laughs) (laughs) With Mary, right? Yeah, Mary, she's a couple steps behind. She is definitely staying out of the way and really trying to stay unseen. You know, she doesn't know if these people know what she looks like or what Mm -hmm. they're supposed to be looking for. So she is definitely hanging back. So Bronca crosses the great hall, the war room hall, to that door at the back. And he takes his ring of keys and he puts the silver key in the lock and turns it. The door opens, and he walks in and shuts the door behind him. Corbin, you, as an ant in this room, you see him walk in. I knock on the door, and I'm like, Are you sure you don't need anything, sir? Anything? Leave me for a minute, please. All right, I'll be right out here. (laughs) Corbin, you see Bronca. He takes a long, deep breath and looks around this room, and he takes a few paces and runs a hand over the back of the sofa, looking at the fireplace and the artifacts and the books. To remind you of what's in this room, the walls are all covered in bookshelves. Some of the shelves have artifacts encased in glass on them. There's a black orb, a knife made of black glass, a red featureless mask, and a white staff. There's a black marble fireplace set into the bookshelf of one wall and a little sitting area with sofa and chairs in front of it and a large ornate rug. There is a desk with legs that are carved with monsters that wind their way up. There's nothing on the desk besides a bottle of ink, a quill, and an ink blotter. And behind that desk is a bookshelf with a hidden passage down. What's he wearing? Does he have armor on? No, he is just wearing the same black commander's uniform that you've seen Sylvius wear. Okay. So I, I get behind him as Crawl an ant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I scuttle back there. And I guess I turn into a human. Okay. Behind him. Mm-hmm. And I very sneakily try to whack him over the head as hard as I can with my spear. With right, the intent roll. to knock him out. Roll to attack. Oh, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. That's a 13. Luckily, he's not wearing armor, so oh, he so has that's right. like 10 AC, so you're good. Fuck yes, fuck you guys. Yeah, you hit him, you whack him hard, and he goes down. Fuck. Sack of brick style. Yes, bitches. 
It's like um, a dick. <laughs> I call through the door. Sir, do you do you need help coming out? <laughs> Use the tiny key that's on your key ring. <laughs> Uh, for good measure, I do grab that key ring right off of him. Actually, I also want to pat him down, and I want to see if he has anything on him. He has a few coins in his pocket and a hard candy. Oh, I grab all of it. <laughs> That's yeah, mine now. It's Warther's original. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's Warther's original. Oh, it's spelled oh. with extra E's on yeah. the end. Yeah, yeah, with a lot of extra E's and an umdot in there. How uh, The it. coins. What, what are those coins? How much are they worth? Uh, there's like three silver pieces. Okay. Got him. One for each of us. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta share the war. There's original. All right. Yeah, we'll share the cucumber? one war. There's original. It's cucumber flavored. Kill you. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I grab the keys and his worthers and the coins, and I go to the door and I open it. And mm-hmm. let me give me a minute to think of something witty to say to Fran. Okay. We we won't look at you. Yeah, don't look at me. But I'm going to look at all of you. I was, like, looking to see your guys' reactions when, like, Caitlin drops this sick wit. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to be that sick. The only thing that's coming... Oh, man, she's about to burn it up. (laughs) I go in front of the door and I say, Knock, knock. (laughs) (laughs) The door's already open, you idiot. (laughs) inside. You're supposed to say who's there. No, we all go in and we close the door behind us. All right. Um, Quickly. The goddess signs. Well, what about Laika? And we're going to go back to Laika. Sylvius has, he's standing by his desk now. And he's looking at the missing objects, that, how blank it is. To remind you guys, you stole a ton of stuff from him. Isn't that in Fran's bag of holding? It is. Yeah, you don't have it. Yeah, good. You, you don't have it. I but. don't want him to take my treasure. <laughs> so, tell me. What was your mission? Presumably it wasn't to steal my valuables. Why are you here? I was looking for Castra poison. I thought perhaps that golden egg would have some poison in it. It didn't, so. No, it was just a precious family heirloom. Well, Where is it? I wink at him. <laughs> All right. I hate that. He walks over and he touches your forehead again. That is going to be 16 points of psychic damage. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I accept it. Okay. I, we're going to hop back to the others then. And the goddess has signed. What about Laika? Great question, Mary. <laughs> we can't leave her. What happened? What did you do to Laika? What happened? We didn't do anything to like us. She got caught. You they finally her killed away. her. What? What? <laughs> what did you say? Nothing. What did you say? We have to go save her. <laughs> you heartless bastard. So, I mean, how long do you think this guy is going to be knocked out for? What if he wakes up in here? Well, let's tie him up. As you guys are tying him up, Mary is fiddling with mm-hmm. her hands. She's just wringing her hands for a minute. And finally, she signs, I have an idea, but I'll need help. And it won't be easy. Well, what is it? That's more than I have. <laughs> I think, Fran, if you can give me some of your power, I think I can create an opening. I'll have to stay here, and I'll have to stay hidden because I'll need to concentrate, but it'll give you enough time to go get her. We'll have to move quickly, though, and and if any of us get caught, it could go very badly. An opening? Like, what do you mean? I can blind them all. I know how to do it. Cecilia taught me how to blind people with magic. It was a way I helped to to hide from people and hide what I was. What I am. Permanently? No, because they're going to get their sight back afterwards. I'm sure it's going to be the problem. Okay. Didn't you ever wonder why half of Estra's population was blind? Didn't you ever wonder? (laughs) Did you ever wonder? (laughs) No, I just assumed it was normal. Uh, But I need, I know I don't have enough power. Without Estra, I can't, I can't make it spell that big. Fran, it won't. Be pleasant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I need 
if you can lend me some of your power, I, I know I can do it. I d- don't know how much power I have left. <sighs> so functionally, you will take a point of intelligence damage. It's a temporary point of intelligence damage. Oh, okay. All right, well, that's fine. Uh, is there, what can we hide? She can hide on, uh, Mary says, I'll hide under the desk. Uh, how do you want me to? The goddess grabs Fran's hands. And Fran, you feel a sharp headache. It's very quick, and it fades almost instantly. But just after that happens, the goddess slides under the desk and tucks herself in there and clasps her hands together bows her head, and then outside you hear screaming. People shouting an absolute pandemonium. As everybody in the complex besides the two of you and presumably Laika, everybody goes blind. Uh, Laika, so you are in your chair in pain, and suddenly Silvius shouts, what have you done? And he starts flailing around, twisting his head from side to side, What have you done? I'm not tied to the chair, am I? You are manacled with your hands behind your back, but you're not tied to the chair. I'm going to get up out of that chair and start moving towards the door. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And very quietly, too. Hold on. Uh, Roll a stealth check. Uh, Great. So it's seven. So Silvius, he immediately turns toward you. He can hear you clearly. Your armor just rattles way too much. He immediately reaches out and grabs your arm as you walk past him. Where are you going? Crazy, wanna come? <laughs> and I'm gonna headbutt him with my horns. Okay. Um, I got a 20. Yeah, that'll, that'll do. That'll hit him. So I'm hitting to knock him out, too. Okay. Yeah, you, you headbutt him squarely and he goes down. Well, he's not knocked out, but he's crippled to the point where he's just on the ground clutching his head. When he put the handcuffs on me, did did he have the keys? Can I roll to know that? Yeah, roll to see if you noticed where the keys went. That'll be perception. 12. Okay. What you noticed was that there was no key. Oh. oh. Okay. So I'm going to bounce then. All right. How are you going to open the door? Uh, I'm going to... You can, like, squiggle your arms out and then get your legs over them. Okay. Let's roll acrobatics to see if you can do that. That'll be how flexible you are in your armor. That's a 15. So you you lay down on the floor and start wiggling to get your hands in front of yourself. And by the time you are getting you feel like you're getting close. You think you're getting close. Fran and Corbin, what are y'all doing? I assume you are running directly to this room. Yeah, we were going to go out and go get her. Yeah, yep. we're making our way downtown. So Fran and Corbin, you sprint through these halls and people are screaming and clutching their eyes and trying to figure out what is going on as they run into things and each other. Some of the young privates have just sat down on the floor and are weeping and wailing. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. <laughs> As we're running, I'm like, Mary is so crazy. <laughs> you guys burst into the room and find Laika laying on the floor, wiggling. Where's the guy? Oh, he's on the ground. He's clutching his head and mm-hmm. he's he's out. Okay, I step on him. <laughs> To get to Laika. <laughs> Even if I don't have to, I walk around out of the way <laughs> to step on him. And I'm going to say, hey, hey, guys, uh, will you tie that, that guy up? He's he's a bummer. I kick him in the head, and then I'll tie him up. <laughs> While I'm doing that, can I also pat him down for valuables? He does not have any valuables on him because you guys already stole all of his valuables. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. Okay. Um, actually, while you're tying him up, he he groans and he says, who are you? We're the guardians, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I kick him in the head. Um, <laughs> uh, what did he do to you? Uh, he just poked me a little bit with his finger. <laughs> that's, that's sick. According to elementary school knowledge, that's sexual harassment if you do it for more than eight seconds. <laughs> it was more than eight seconds. <laughs> oh, I'm going to kill him. 
So I hear a lot of screaming. Yeah, we gotta go. What are you doing on the ground? <laughs> I, I show them my handcuffs after I've got them up mm-hmm. over my bod. Oh, okay. Well, let's get to a hidden place and then we'll deal with that. I wink. We got the key, by the way. I give a thumbs up with both my hands. <laughs> <laughs> and let's go. So you race back through the war room uh, and people are still freaking out. They have not they have not ceased their freak out. I'm looking at Fran like I can't believe she did this because I'm like, wow, Fran is powerful spell. <laughs> you make it back to the room and it's quiet. As soon as you close that door behind you, what do you do? Now you guys are in the office. Mary's still under the desk. You haven't announced your presence to her. Did she not notice us come in? She, Yeah, she's too deep in her concentration. That's well, we got to lock this door then before we snap her out of it. Yeah, and we should barricade it, too. Let's yeah. put everything up against that door. Maybe mm-hmm. hide the guy we tied up. Like, can we stuff yeah, him under the couch? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Is there a yeah. place to put him? Will you gag him, too? Yeah, good idea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's not really a great place, but you could sort of shove him under the coffee table. Yeah, we'll What about the couch? It's a low couch. It's too low to shove a body under. What if we just lifted it up and let it kind of sit on him? <laughs> he's, I mean, like I said, he's a stocky, he's a big man. He's, right, big right. man. he's not going to fit under a couch. All right. That sounds like a plan. And we feel like in, in what we've done so far. You guys barricade the door. You shove the chairs and the sofa and the coffee table all in front of it. Okay. I go and shake a Mary. Okay. While you guys are doing this, I want to stack that guy's body on top of the barricade. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Nice. Cool. Fran, you go and you crouch down to see Mary under the desk, her eyes closed, her hands folded in front of her, Mm -hmm. and her brow furrowed in concentration. You grab her arm to to wake her, and she immediately, her eyes open, and they are pure gold. Mm -hmm. She reaches out and she grabs your wrist, and her nails dig into your skin for just a moment before her eyes clear and she lets go she's shaking visibly and then she signs did you get her? (laughs) typical Mary Um, (laughs) yeah we got her Uh, did you have a good time in here? seems like no (laughs) it's not pleasant no that was badass cool though Mary (laughs) Are you okay? I'm okay. Let's go. How do we get down there? Fran, you you scouted it out. Well, there's a staircase, but it's super long. I didn't know if I would have enough time if I went all the way down. So all I know is we're going down. Well, how how do we open this? It's behind the bookshelf, right? How do we open the door? Oh, I did see a way to do it, didn't I? Yeah, there's a lever on the other side. Oh, Okay. I start pulling books off the shelf because I've seen mystery, I've read mystery books. Nothing happens as you pull books off the shelf. I just turn back and I say, it's broken. <laughs> um, okay, let's do investigation checks. Okay. <laughs> Try to figure out a way. I got a natural 20. Oh, so. okay. Mm, I got a 10. All right, well, but Leica got a natural 20. So Leica, you are looking at this bookshelf and you're you're doing everything you can to try and figure out like how do I open it? The books don't work. You start grabbing artifacts off the shelves to try and like see if one of them's a hidden lever. But nothing nothing seems to be working until you you're looking at the fireplace and you see there are no burn marks inside. But there are things that have been burned. Whatever fire's been in here, it's never made any burn marks on the stone. I point to the fire and I'm like, looks weird, guys. Mm. I'm going to go in the fireplace. You're in the fireplace. (laughs) (laughs) Can I light a fire in the fireplace? Because I have a cantrip called Produce Flame. Laika, get out of there! Uh, Laika doesn't move from the fireplace because she has uh, resistance to fire damage and she just looks directly at Corbin and is like, do it. Corbin lights the fireplace. All right, um, so you're still going to take damage from that. Just because you're resistant doesn't mean you're immune. It's fine. (laughs) Oh my god. All right, you produce a small jet of flame into the fireplace, and you hear a click, and the bookshelf on the back wall swings open just a little bit, but enough that you can you can grab it and pull it open and reveal nice. the long, spiraling staircase downward. 
and you take two points of damage. All right. From being on fire. I act like I'm in the shower. Like I'm like <laughs> cleaning myself, like the dirt is burning off my skin. It's burning a lot. Uh huh. This is giving you two points of damage. Exfoliation. Oh well, God. <laughs> hey, before we go, anybody got any ideas about my cool bracelets? What? I show my handcuffs. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. I can't cast anything, and also wielding a sword is going to be difficult. Um, what if we just try stabbing it with something? Mary has a knife. I also have a knife. Yeah. I have a spear. <laughs> Probably, actually, the spear might be the best option. I'm just thinking, how do you un- break a manacle? You have to put the stab. You can't just break it with a giant sword? I guess they could use your sword. They're not proficient in it, though. No, yeah, but we might I mean, cut just your hand like that off. scene in Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, before they get any further, Mary takes your sword off of your back like a... Oh, my God. <laughs> I am a little scared. Um, she, she looks at Fran and Corbin. She puts the sword down and then signs. I haven't ever used a sword. Uh, have either of you ever done this? I say to like a... While you were studying the blade, I was going to school. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The goddess then picks the sword back up and points with one hand to the desk. Like, you should put your hands on the desk. I put them on the desk. I think Corbin should do it. Crazy Mary's gonna kill Laika. (laughs) Uh, Mary shoots you a look, Corbin. I, I look Mary in the eyes and I say, I trust you. She nods. And then looks back at Corbin and Fran again, like, hoping one of them is going to stop her. Mary, you can reattach hands, right? She shrugs. And, <laughs> uh, and then turns back to you, like, a, nods, and then swings the sword down and chops the manacles into. <gasps> Yay! She did Whoa. it! Your yep, hands are free, but they are still attached to your wrists. Oh. Well. So yeah. is the magic still... So the anti-magic is still in effect, but you are at least able to use your sword. Can I investigate the manacles quickly see if there's anything? Yeah, roll an investigation. Nope. <laughs> I got a two. <laughs> okay, no, you, you look at these manacles. The thing you do notice is as soon as you touch them, mm-hmm. you feel very cold. Oh, okay. And, so it, all right. Yeah, and then when you take your hands away, you... Regain that sense of warmth. I could use that, though, if it's Um, affecting her when it touches her. Yeah. um, It's a cool weapon. Like, is it touching her skin? Yes. What happens if we, like, put her clothes between the manacles and her skin? Okay, so if you yank Laika's sleeves down, and as soon as none of the metal is touching Laika's skin, Laika, you feel the warmth and the light return to you, the light of Fenrir. Kaboom! (laughs) I feel better. Thanks, guys. Um, I'm the gonna- old never nude hack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rip some fabric from something nearby and, like, tie them so they're not going to mm. slip around then. Sure. Yeah, so you uh, you cut strips of upholstery off of the sofa to create cuffs that you put underneath your handcuffs. Yeah. Yeah. So, cool. Now you have uh, some cool bracelets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some cool death bracelets. <laughs> All right. Well, before you go, uh, like a... The goddess casts cure wounds on you, and she heals you for 15 points of damage. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, so I'm like, I'm doing it, you guys. You're, you're back. You're back All in right. business here. Okay. Are you ready? Let's go. Down deeper into the gullet of the beast, where we will surely die, I say, with a smile. And I give each of my friends an encouraging slap on the back before I go through the door. It's me, Noelle, and it's time to thank the iTunes reviewers. Thank you, I owe you my life, to Mama J. Heggs, my true mother, to Zephyrion, my true father, to JC-YA, the true YMCA, to Jocelyn Around, the true person about town, 
To therefore bucket. The true meaning of life. Therefore, bucket. I am also here to thank our beautiful Patreon donors. Um, that goes out to Brian, Zach, and JL. You are wonderful, beautiful, and we owe you our lives. To anybody who isn't already a patron, there are some works of art later in this episode, which come from one of our lore episodes. And in fact, some of them come from a lore episode that's going to come out next week with Sophie starring as a really cool god. It's going to be awesome. There's going to be some cool piano music. I'm looking forward to it. So that is for anybody on Patreon who's donating $3 a month or more. Also, we have some Dames in Other Places announcements. First of all, I played a really cool, mysterious, villainous character on the podcast They See Me Rollin'. If you've listened to Dames and Dragons for any amount of time, I'm sure you've heard us mention They See Me Rollin'. They're an awesome D&D actual play podcast. They are so funny. I really suggest that you check them out and get your laugh on. And also check me out because I'm in their most recent episode. I got to insult a lot of people. It was it it felt just like home. <laughs> I also was recently on a awesome Don't Split the Podcast Network podcast. Have Spellbook, Will Travel. I play an old woman who has a dog who is my dogter. And what's that? What's that? I think we have a word from them now. Party 13, let's suit up for adventure. They're the only ones that can save the world. Uh, what? A fantasy world of magic, monsters, and heroes. Yeah, uh, hello? Where is that voice coming from? Heroes like Andar Patron the star of our story. Yeah, that's me, but what are you talking about? Oh, uh, sorry. We're in a promo for your podcast. Did nobody tell you? What? Your podcast. Have Spellbook Will Travel? Have Spellbook? It's a scripted fantasy comedy audio drama based on the creator's experiences playing tabletop games. To be honest, that sounds pretty boring. Well, it's hilarious and heartwarming and great. Super great. Whatever you say, buddy. Have Spellbook will travel on the Don't Split the Podcast Network. Start the adventure at havespellbook.com or wherever podcasts are available for free. Thirdly, in Dames and Other Places announcements, we were also on DSPN Presents with the Venture Maidens. We played the Dragon Age RPG. Celeste Conowich from Venture Maidens GM'd. The first game, which is out right now on DSPN Presents, is Celeste GMing for Kat and Sophia from our podcast, obviously, and Nassim from Venture Maidens. And there's lots of dogs. It's very funny. They also play an all-mage group, which, especially in the context of Dragon Age, is very interesting. And if you haven't checked out Venture Maidens, what are you doing? Hey, everyone. We're here to tell you about the Venture Maidens podcast. Four lifelong gamers. Four longtime friends doing a real play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Including such themes as... Ooh, awkward. NPC romance. Darts to the butt. Chopping things with axes. Find us on iTunes, Spreaker, Twitter, Facebook, or Twitch. New episodes every other Sunday. Or every other Wednesday on Twitch. Check out our website, www.theventuremaidens.com. And start the quest today. Until then, venture away. And last of all, as is our prized tradition here on Dames and Dragons, a message to Chantel. Chantel, my belle, these are words that go together well, my Chantel. Another word that goes together well is the code word, DC sign. Chantel, you have been activated, and for that reason, you must go. Should we perceive this stairway? No, it's it's a stairway. It's All a dark, right. cool, cool, cool. long Let's stairway. Go. And it goes down and it goes down and it 
just keeps going down. It takes you about 15 minutes to get down this staircase. It is very long and very dizzying as you're going around and around and around and around. You guys get to the point where you can see light a couple rings below you. And what order are you walking in? You don't have to pass without a trace anymore, right? No, all of my level two spell slots are used up. Great. Um, well, I'll go first, I guess. Okay, so Fran's in front, and you are almost down the staircase, and you stop before you get to the bottom as you see that that same shimmer that you guys saw when you first came in. Like that Torva is going to appear? Yep. And oh. Back up. Let's back up. <laughs> back up, back up, back up. <laughs> You back up, and then you hear a, a voice that is not Torpus. It's not that terrifying sound. Instead, you hear, Ho, Artie, I'm home! Sorry, what? So, mm-hmm. you just barely, as you're backing up, you see a very familiar figure who has stepped out. It's Phelan. <laughs> you're right. Please stop stepping on my <laughs> damn storytelling. I'm excited. <laughs> God. Oh, man, I bet he looks good. <laughs> Your father is looking for you. And Iron Golem says this as they amble out of the right side corridor. Their metal frame is dressed in a similar uniform to those upstairs. My father's always looking for me, Phelan says. Here, I brought you something for the vault. Straight from Kai's own bedchamber. Fran, since you're in front, you see Phelan toss a book to the golem who catches it and opens it. As soon as they do, they're engulfed in a bubble of water. Artie tries to close the book, but is unable to move against the torrent of water that pours from the book and into a bubble around them. (laughs) Oh, whoa. Phelanot, he grabs the book by the spine and snaps it shut, breaking the spell. Water falls all over the floor. I'm sorry, buddy, but I couldn't resist. Oh, if you had a face, the look on it would have been priceless. (laughs) I will get a bop. (laughs) Phelan tosses the book back to Artie. I'm beat. I'll be in my room if you need me. You should go to your father. If my father wishes to admonish me for not following his orders when he made me to be the patron of rebels, then that is his business. In the meantime, I'm going to enjoy a nap. Phelan, uh, you see him walk away then down another ha- the hallway off to the right. Artie shakes their head and then goes down the left hallway. Where is the book? Uh, oh, <laughs> Artie has it. <sighs> Artie took it with them. We need to get the book. <laughs> All right. So once Artie and Phelan are gone and you guys, I assume, head down the stairway the rest of the ways yes very carefully very carefully mm-hmm. you can see what's in this room in front of you it's another obsidian hall a bit smaller than the one upstairs the first thing you see across from you there is an enormous painting of a mountain on fire beneath that there is an altar with red candles an iron sword an axe and a shield throughout the rest of this room there are sculptures paintings carvings and tapestries They all appear to depict Torva's many battles and his victories. In the center of a room, there's a massive model of a sea battle, which runs the whole length of this floor. There's a sculpture of Torva beheading a man, a sculpture of a man crucified to a black slab, a painting of a white figure falling from a tall tower into an angry mob, and many more similar works of art. On either side of the painting of the mountain, there are large doors, and there are hallways leading left and right. What do you guys want to do? So, Artie's probably going to the vault. Guessing that's where Vioni is. Yeah, good point. We should probably go there, but that is an iron golem. Yeah. But it has a book. I want that book so bad, well, you guys. if we have it open it again, too, then it's stuck. Well, can I we go peek book. into the big doors, and then if it looks like it's just a boring-ass room, then go down the hallway? I'm afraid of peeking into doors where Torva might be. If we're going to go follow Artie, I think we should just do it. Yeah. Okay. So you guys go down the hallway to the left. There are three doors down this hallway. Uh, there are two to your right and one on your left. 
And do we see where the golem went? No. Uh, okay, let's go to the nearest door and listen. All right, that's the door on your left. You hear the sound of heavy footsteps on stone floor from inside. Okay, does it sound like when we heard this golem walking before? Yeah. Okay, then let's open the door very gently if we can. And if it makes a noise, we will not proceed for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you, you open the door just to peek in. And you see inside this room, there are three huge desks and no bed. There are bookshelves along one wall and neat stacks of books everywhere. There are magical artifacts on the desks, which are all in various states of disassembly. And there's papers all over the desks. Despite how much stuff there is in this room, and there is a lot of stuff, it's all very neat. It's super organized. Despite all the clutter, it seems like everything has its place. Artie has set the book down on one of the desks and is sitting in a threadbare upholstered chair with a cup of tea in their hand. Oh, oh my god. Artie, why you gotta be bad guy? Mm. Well. <laughs> Artie right. is officially Uncle Iroh. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, this <laughs> campaign is Avatar the Last Airbender. It's all the same. Shit. And I'm Sokka. <laughs> I'm clearly not Sokka. No, you're Katara because you're a waterbender. Yeah. Corbin, yep. Sokka. Yeah, I'm Sokka. The goddess is Aang. I guess you're Toph, then? I'm Toph. Wait, but... No, you're Toph, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm Katara. You're Toph. I think yeah. it's more like Aang and three Sokkas. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. You've solved it. <laughs> um, okay. So when when it was engulfed in water, what happened? The golem? Yeah. Uh, it just seemed kind of annoyed. Okay, so it, it wasn't like it stopped functioning or anything? No, it, okay. w- it was trying to move against the water, but there was just so much water coming out of the book, it couldn't okay. reach it. Do we get the sense? I'm going to open my divine sense. Okay. You open your divine sense, and you get... It's crushingly dark. It's this dark divinity around you. Mm. And it is... It's different from unholy which is something you felt before. You felt desecration, you felt unholy, but this is a dark divinity. But you do notice when you're... I'm I'm assuming you guys are kind of like stacked Three Stooges style in the crack of this doorframe. Yeah. When you look at the golem, nothing. Yeah. You You see no divinity, no magic, no nothing. Is there a source in this room that seems particularly powerful? No, it's it's just an oppressive feeling throughout this entire complex. And looking in this room, do we see any other doorways? No. Okay, so I'm going to pull us all back and mm-hmm. like, I don't think it's, I don't think there's anything in there except that really cool book. Like I need the book though. Uh, so as you guys are whispering in the hallway, the door opens in front of you and the golem is standing there. Are you intruders or visitors? Oh, we're visitors. visitors. Hmm. I feel like... I do not feel. That is a lie. What can I do for you? Oh. Uh, hi. My name is Bran and... Stark. <laughs> Cereal. Uh, we were just wondering, we need to check up on uh, the vessel of Yoni. I'm sorry. I do not know which artifact you speak of. Let me check my records. Thank you. And uh, then we follow yeah. the golem in. <laughs> so you, you follow the golem inside. And you see now that uh, Artie is not in their chair, that the chair has a lot of tea stains on it. Um, like Artie just has been pouring tea on themselves. Oh. It's been, yeah, Artie has been like pouring tea into their mouth, but uh, it just goes <laughs> straight through them because they're an iron golem. So Artie picks up a thick tome from one of the desks and begins looking through it. Hmm. Do you know, is this a personal effect? Uh, it's more like a person effect. Hmm. Is it living? Uh, Ish. Hmm. I do not have a record of an item in our vault called the Vessel of Ioni. Can we check out a book? This is not a library. This is a vault of the spoils of war. Well, can we just take it? Take what? A book. (laughs) Which book? This one. I point to the one on the table. 
That is a new acquisition from Lord Phelan. I cannot let you take it until I have time to do a thorough analysis. Mm, Okay. How how long will that take? I do not know. I have not had time to do a cursory analysis. All right. Why don't you do your cursory analysis and we'll do a cursory analysis of this room. You're very helpful and I'm glad that you love to drink tea. Actually, my friend here, I point to Corbin, has a specialty tea that he makes. That's true. I do not have a sense of taste. A specialty tea would be wasted on me. <laughs> I disagree. I think you really deserve something nice. A specialty tea is never wasted. That is objectively false. <laughs> I start looking around at like the notes and the different stuff around in this room. All right. You. I mean, it looks like every piece of every artifact that's been disassembled, there's very detailed notes in surprisingly small handwriting. It seems that... What Artie does is basically disassembles these objects to figure out how they work and what their enchantments are. Mm. Artie, I have an object to bring to you, but I have a problem. It's attached to my body, and I show them my bracelets. Artie comes over, and uh, they look at your manacles. These are dwarven manacles from the armory. Do you think that you can fool me? I am not stupid. (laughs) Are you an intruder or a visitor? Visitor. That is a lie. You are lying to me. I'm going to touch the manacles to Artie. Nothing happens. Damn it. I am not affected by magic or non-magic. I have lived for centuries in this vault. Artie, you seem really nice. I am not. I am objective. You are intruders. What do you want here? We already told you, to be honest. (laughs) It's the book. You said you weren't (laughs) stupid. (laughs) Hmm. Mm. Burn. Mm. I should get Lord Phelan. And Artie begins to leave the room. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. We gotta protect Phelan from this situation. He would only get hurt. <laughs> Dirt. Lord Phelan is a capable warrior, trained by Lord Torva himself. It is more likely that you will be the ones who are hurt. Half this group was trained by Torva, and we can't even pick a lock. Can I roll a perception check on the golem and see if there's not like a little, little off switch? Sure, roll a perception check. Nine. Okay. What you notice with a nine is that Artie is very big. Iron golems are very, very powerful. And Artie has not attacked you. Can I do a persuasion check? Yeah. Sure. All right. Oh, fuck yeah. I got 20, though, but not natural. Okay. Yeah. Um, Artie, my buddy, my my sweet metal boy, my my. Uh, I do not have a gender. I'm so sorry, my my sweet metal child. Uh, listen, here's the deal. You you did you caught us in in a bit of a goof. Uh, <laughs> see, my good friend over here, and I point to Leica, was in the armory, and she was you know messing around. We were having a bit of a laugh. You know, just dudes being dudes. <laughs> and she put the manacles on, and then we couldn't get them off. And, and we, we thought, we need somebody wise yeah. to help us do this. And, you know, we know that you were down here and that, that you could help us out with all these artifacts. And so we Enough. came down here. Enough. You cannot get down here without a key. Commander Branca holds the only key. Commander Branca would not let privates into the office. You do not need to lie to me. I do not care. I will not attack. I am made to protect all that which is Torva's. If you have business in the vault, those items do not belong to Torva. Who do they belong to? Whoever he stole them from. I bet Torva does not like you. (laughs) Torva does not pay me mind. I am a construct. I am a tool. He should pay you a little more mind, because I think he's about to get asked. The goddess steps forward. Uh, Mary steps forward. Uh, She signs to the golem. Well, that's my diary. (gasps) Artie looks at the book on the table and says, My apologies. Please, retrieve your diary. I do not wish to touch it again, for it was not pleasant to be engulfed in so much water. Artie, you're all right. I'm sorry I lied to you, Artie. Artie, (laughs) I'm sorry I put my magic bracelets on your body. No need for apologies. I understand. I am an intimidating figure. Yes, you are. You're very intimidating. And beautiful. 
<laughs> Thank you. Now, do you have more business here? Nope, not really. Uh, could you show us where... Is this the vault? No, the vault is the next level down. Oh. How do we get there? I cannot tell you. You're not allowed or you don't know? I cannot tell you. Okay. You should take the guide. The guide? The guide to the vault. Uh Uh-huh. Artie (laughs) picks up the big tome that they had been looking through when you originally uh, were asking about Vioni's vessel Ah. and uh, hands it to Fran. All items in the vault are categorized numerically. Are you sure you don't want to come with us? I cannot. You gotta stay here? I cannot assist you. It is against my primary commands. Is it against your primary commands to not tell anybody we were here? No. Then please don't tell anybody we were here, Artie. Nobody talks to me. There is nobody for me to tell. We just saw you talking to Phelan. Hmm. Master Phelan is an exception. But he is asleep. He's hot. Hey, uh, Artie, could you please tell Master Phelan that Fran said that, but that's the only <laughs> thing you can tell him. Just out of context, say somebody, Just completely Carmen, out of context. stop! <laughs> I will let him know. Thank you. Artie, stop it! <laughs> I high-five Corbin. Yeah. yeah. I whisper, matchmaker. <laughs> I wink at Laika. The goddess gives Artie a little bow before you guys leave. And then she hands uh, the book to Fran. <gasps> <laughs> Can you put this in your bag? She signs. Yes, I'll... I, like, stare at it. I'll just keep it there for you, Mary. <laughs> uh, she shrugs. slowly put it away. <laughs> she shrugs. I haven't ever been able to read it. <gasps> Wait, what? I lied. She signs. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, you crazy bastard. <laughs> Mary! Crazy Mary. She shrugs again and signs, I thought it was my diary until I found out I wasn't me. Oh. oh. This is dope, Mary. <laughs> Mary, you're so cool. <laughs> she shrugs again. So it's it's Kai's diary then. She nods. The same thing always happened to me as you saw happen to Artie. <laughs> oh, Mary! This is the opposite of a problem. <laughs> she nods. We can look at it later. For now, where's the vault? thought of what's that guy's deal that he was just like ah, i'm finally here in torva's chambers <laughs> let me like touch yes. everything yeah i know i'm i'm wondering about that <laughs> as well but... well maybe there's something we could have taken not to give too much away but noel has the right idea He's in love with Torva. He's sexually attracted <laughs> to Torva. No wonder he was like, well, leave me alone. Oh, shit. <laughs> I needed some time. Well, I mean, and it might not be like he's like romantically in love. He just mm, is like. I think he's, he's definitely romantically in love. And he absolutely romance. is going to jack off. Bad anyway, romance. All right, let's, let's, a bad romance. <laughs> Hey there! Do you like D&D? Do you like dark fantasy worlds? Do you like the word Midgard because it has the perfect amount of consonants in it? Do you like the idea of many little kobolds operating a printing press? Well, I have great news for you, my friend. You can combine all of those ideas and have a great time by checking out Cobalt Press's Warlock Patreon. And you can support and take part in Cobalt Press's Midgard setting. Midgard is, as you might surmise from the name, a world based on Norse mythology. In a world where the age of heroes is long past and the bridge to glory has been broken, Midgard is lost in an age of war, of dark wilderness and lost empires. The world serpent is stirring, and not even the all-knowing Baba Yaga can say what will happen next. 
If you want to know what happens next, you got to play. You got to make it happen. And to play, you got to get your hands on these booklets. And to get your hands on these booklets, you got to donate to the Cobalt Press Patreon. Their next goal is to add a second layer to the Warlock Rewards each month. And for just $1 a month, you can get a huge amount of content. So, to help expand this world of 5th edition dark fantasy, go to patreon.com slash cobaltpress. That's patreon.com slash k-o-b-o-l-d-press.